for Thursday, October 1st, 2020. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE, answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, the coronavirus isn't just affecting our waking hours. The pandemic is making its way into our dreams. Lots of bug attack dreams, and I've never seen those as a metaphor. So bug attacks seem very specific to dreaming about COVID. Deirdre Barrett of the Harvard Medical School joins me to discuss how the pandemic is influencing our dreams and why women are seeing an outsized impact. That's next. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for WABE's local coverage on maternal health and mortality comes from Georgia Health Initiative, whose mission is to inspire and promote collective action that advances health equity for all Georgians. Learn more at georgiahealthinitiative.org. Have you been having weird dreams recently? If so, you're not alone. The stress of the pandemic is affecting our minds as we sleep, and it's affecting women more than men. That's the conclusion of a recent study on COVID-19 dreaming led by Deirdre Barrett of the Harvard Medical School, who joins me now to discuss what she found. Deirdre, thanks for talking with me. Nice to be here. So I want to start by talking about a recent study of yours um, published by the American Psychological Association about COVID-19, the pandemic, and in dreaming. The kind of big idea is that you notice some gender disparities between men and women and the kinds of emotions that they reported in their dreams. Just to start, tell me a little bit about that report and what you found. I ran a text analysis program through the dreams I had more than 3,000 dreams. I actually have 9,000 in the survey, but for statistical purposes, I wanted just one each from each subject. So I ran this text analysis program looking for categories that were relevant to things the pandemic was affecting, like emotion categories. There's one for all negative dreams, for increased anxiety, for sadness, for anger, positive emotions, and then death themes, illness themes. And my main hypothesis was simply that positive emotions would be down while negative emotions would be up and reference to all these relevant categories would be up. But what I found was that men showed most of the predicted trends and they were almost equal to women in the increase in the anxiety in their dreams, in the increase in references to death and illness. 
but that they had um, an insignificant increase in sadness or anger, whereas women were way up on it also. And women were up on all the other sort of body categories in addition to the illness and death. So it looked like the dreams were more affected for women, but also that it was affecting them more broadly. Are you able to take those observations that women's dreams seem to be more affected here and draw out any kind of conclusions for why that might be? Yes. I mean, I certainly already knew that women were doing the majority of the caretaking for anyone that got sick at home and the majority of the homeschooling and that they're overrepresented in the kind of lower ranked healthcare providers. So I knew that women had certain disadvantages over men through the pandemic. But when I got these dramatic dream differences and started reading some of the studies on how the pandemic is affecting women, that made a lot of sense. If women are doing a lot of the home nursing care, that there's more sadness in their dreams, if they're likely to be frustrated with homeschooling, that they've got more anger. And it seemed like men were more equivalently affected for just the fear that they might get the virus or people close to them might get the virus and that they'd be suffering or potentially even dying from this. The dreams reflected a very similar level of reaction to that threat. But the kind of secondary effects of the pandemic and the lockdown and the homeschooling all of those seem to be reflected much more broadly in women's dreams. This makes me wonder about the actual kind of dreams that you had reported to you in this survey. I mean, you, I'm sure, have read an, a, a vast number of these thousands of dreams that you've analyzed. So are there any that stuck out to you? I read all of the dreams through June, and I wrote that up in a short book called Pandemic Dreams. In that read, I had already picked up that all of these homeschooling dreams were coming from mothers. One woman dreamed the school center a message that said that they were sending her child's entire class to her condominium and she had to homeschool the kids for the rest of the pandemic. These were overwhelmingly from women, these kind of dramatic, over-the-top little scenarios about homeschooling. So I definitely noticed that, but I really not noticed that most of the angry, sad dreams were also from women, as I was reading. The broader things I saw there were clusters of types of dreams, which changed somewhat over the course of the pandemic so far. And at first, I was getting a lot of dreams just about getting the virus. And then there are metaphoric dreams that stand in for getting the virus. And one big cluster of those was ones I saw after 9-11 and some other crises, which are natural disasters standing in for, for any crisis. Also a cluster of bad people with guns. You see those as metaphors for other uh, times of crisis, and, and they were there. But then there were lots of bug attack dreams, and I've never seen those as a metaphor for other things. And I think that's partly because we use the slang phrase, I'm getting a bug for an illness or even especially virus. In any case, there were swarms of flying insects coming at dreamers, masses of wriggling worms, armies of cockroaches running at them, 
So bug attacks seem very specific to dreaming about COVID. This kind of gets to this larger question of the purpose of dreaming. I mean, is it appropriate to think of dreams as a signal of people's anxiety alone? Are these indicators? Or is there some sense that, say, if you're a parent who is homeschooling your kid, this process of dreaming helps you actually work out and work through some of your anxieties that you're experiencing in your life? I think that dreams are just thinking in a very, very different brain state and areas that are associated with visual imagery are much more active than when we're awake. Areas about narrative and telling stories are very active. And then verbal areas are less active. Linear logic is less active. So I think we're thinking about all of our usual thoughts and concerns and hopes and fears but just in this really different mode. And I definitely think that they can sometimes help us make breakthroughs or discover some new way of approaching things that we haven't thought of, not because they're better than waking thought, but just because they're so very different. And so if we're stuck with our usual verbal linear logic awake and just going over it the same old way, that dreams will cast a wider net. So dreams can certainly sometimes help us solve a problem, but also just like with waking thought, I think that it's not like all of them are profound. Lots of them are just kind of circular, repetitive, you know, whatever you wish for is being portrayed over and over or whatever you're anxious about. So I think that it is similar to waking thought. They, they can be useful, but there's a lot of noise and repetitiveness in there. Is it uncommon to think that this kind of experience that we're going through as a country, as a world, that is really novel, would have these kinds of impacts on, on people's dreams? It definitely is. Any crisis tends to increase dream recall a little bit and definitely to increase anxiety in dreams. And we saw that after 9-11 and some other large-scale events. But what's different about this one is that in most crises, people report sleeping a little less, and that actually interferes with, with dream time and dream recall, whereas this is the one crisis where you were told to stay home and sleep in late and lie around and watch Netflix and take a nap. Not everyone. Obviously, I do have a collection of dreams from the frontline healthcare workers that are hardly doing that. But the survey showed that the average person was sleeping more than they typically did. And very uniquely, they could report some characteristics of sleeping worse, like taking longer to fall asleep and waking up more through the night. And yet, they could also end up getting more total minutes of sleep. So this kind of disturbed but increased sleep definitely leads to a lot more dream recall. So we haven't seen this kind of increase in number of dreams, vividness of dreams, bizarreness of dreams with any other crisis or, or any event. How else is this pandemic changing how our dreams work? Maybe this is work that you've done, other work that you've seen out there, just kind of looking at the topic. Well, my survey asked for dreams that were about the COVID-19 pandemic, and I didn't define it any further than that. So I, by definition, the dreamer feels like, like the dream is somehow related to the pandemic if they 
put it in my survey. Uh, but there are some other researchers who have simply looked at dreams since the pandemic started. And they find an increase in anxiety dreams in general, including ones that at least to their eye do not look particularly to be about the pandemic, as well as lots and lots of ones that, that are anxious and do reference the pandemic. How long can we expect disruptions like these? I mean, I know we don't really know how long the pandemic will go on um, or what our lives will look like when it is quote unquote over, whatever that looks like. But is it safe to expect dreaming disruptions for a considerable period of time as we're still dealing with this? I think we can expect uh, most people's dreams to continue to be more anxious than average and to reference the pandemic a lot for the duration of the pandemic. The effect of increased dream recall has not dropped back to average, but it's dropped from the early weeks of the pandemic. So there's been somewhat of a, of a d downturn in the frequency of dream recall, but not in the anxiety and pandemic focus. And I think that that will then naturally subside for most people when the pandemic is actually mostly over. The group that is likely to have really long-term lots of terrible COVID dreams are the healthcare workers that worked in the most intensive settings, the ERs and the ICUs. They're having nightmares that are very different. They're kind of literal trauma dreams about trying to get a tube down someone's throat or trying to connect a breathing tube to a ventilator that is some old-fashioned strange piece of equipment that they can't make work properly. Basically dreams where there's someone who's dying and it's their responsibility to save them and either because of realistic things going wrong or dreamlike things going wrong, they're failing. And some of those will subside fairly soon, but a certain proportion of people who experience any acute trauma like that continue to have those nightmares for a while. Is there anything that maybe someone who's having these kinds of dreams, whether or not they're very acute, like the ones we might see in a healthcare worker, or maybe more metaphorical and someone who's not, you know, dealing with the trauma as, as, you know, in such a firsthand manner, are there things people can do about these bad dreams? It's too much detail to describe kind of the main two interpretation techniques that you can do on your own. But for the Ordinary person having just a lot of anxiety dreams that they feel like are making them more anxious by day. The best technique for that is pretty simple. It's to fall asleep thinking of what would be your ideal dream. Maybe there's a person that you're not really getting to be with who you'd like to see in your dream or a place that you're going to visit after the pandemic that you could dream about right now. Just pick out what would be a really happy soothing dream to have and tell yourself, I want to dream about X. I want to dream about X as you're falling asleep. And then also form a vivid image in your mind's eye of something central to that, maybe just the person's face or the place you want to be, because our dreams are so visual that, that a visual element to the request helps it get through. And in one study I, I did previously that was not specifically about avoiding anxiety dreams, 
but it was about um, how much people could direct their dreams towards certain topics. 50% of college students doing this practice at bedtime succeeded in dreaming on their chosen topic. So it seems to be at least 50% that, that this will work for. So it's not perfect, but it's, it's way better than not trying it. You work in this space where you're all the time thinking about, you know, kind of our sleeping mind and our waking mind. This is a, a an experience, this pandemic, that really has taken over every part of our lived experience. I just keep thinking about how, you know, the way I would phrase it is not even our dreams are safe, <laughs> which gets me thinking about like the real connection between sleeping and wakefulness and our experiences and our, you know, waking hours versus our sleeping hours. I mean, it seems like that connection is just very close. And maybe this pandemic is a is a reminder of that. Yes. Um, I mean, they're really on the same topics, but they are this different mode that are often like kind of little narratives and visual images that that are kind of a more powerful essence of what's more spread out in our daytime thoughts. And also something I should say, because I've been emphasizing the anxiety dreams, which are the vast majority of the dreams are negative in this survey. But there are also some hopeful, happy dreams. From the start, there have been some about a cure. The dreamer dreams they've developed a cure for the virus or somebody else in the dream has come up with a cure. And in two different dreams, it was remarked that whatever the ultimate cure for COVID was turned out to cure all virus and bacteria. So we now have a relatively disease-free world. And so there, there are these positive healthful. It's one of my favorites was a woman who walked outside after the pandemic had ended. And the, the phrase was the whales had learned to fly. There were, there were whales and dolphins swooping around through the sky joyously. That tells me that, you know, even in this very trying time, people's minds still find positive things to latch on to. Yeah. And dream sharing is just it's just a good way in general to connect at a kind of emotional level with people, but specifically around pandemic fears, but also pandemic hopes and, you know, and, and sort of reminding us of the future. Deirdre Barrett studies dreams at the Harvard Medical School. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. Special thanks to Stephen Key. WABE's managing editor is Alex Helmick. Scott Wolfel is chief content officer. You can reach us at washyourhands at wabe.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app, That's where you can also leave us a rating and a review. That really helps people find the show. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. Have you donated to WABE yet? I know you've heard us talking about why it's important, but it doesn't have to be this big decision. You can give at whatever amount fits your budget. It can be a spur-of-the-moment thing. You already get so much out of public radio, so just go for it. Visit wabe.org donate and become a member right now. And thank you.